Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting on the couch to the left of me is my co-host, Nick Wright. And today we're going to talk about our five favorite Transformer toys, and we're going to trash all over Transformers the last night. Ooh, boy, it's going to be a stinker. So Nick, we're gonna start out by uh, we're we're not we're gonna save the movie review for later. We're gonna we're gonna start out happy, and then we'll work our way towards the movie review. Start on a fun note. We'll start on a fun note, and we'll we'll go through our we like doing our lists, and we're gonna go ahead and do another list. We're gonna go ahead and list our five favorite Transformers each uh, from our childhood, and uh, you know, it Transformer toys are like the seminal toy of my childhood oh absolutely um it, i mean it, it's it's way up there i mean we already had like our most memorable episode and transformers made its way on that onto that list but i mean right at number one is always going to be transformers for me i just found them so much fun it's like you're getting two toys in one you got the robot yeah. and you got the toy i mean they got the robot and the vehicle which is you know two toys in one it's awesome and there's Great always concept. the excitement as soon as you open it up and try and figure it out, how to transform it. Yeah. Um, it, instructions. I'm, I'm proud to say Can't that. Can't do I, that anymore. No, hell no. <laughs> Nowadays, you got to have like uh Unless you get the one that just is like a flip and it's done. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> like, they're so hard now, that's like a selling point. Like two-step transformation. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. but the ones that Logan gets now are like the you know that's the ones I gotta play with the hard ones he gets those rescue bots where like it literally is just like a spring loaded yeah. you know transformation Done. yeah and it's great <laughs> uh, yeah no it, th- there were some difficult transformers um, I'm trying to think of like one that like was a little trickier I mean, the, the, the gestalt sometimes know, can be tricky like one of the, the six changer Oh I yeah, forget his name. yeah. The triple changers, the you know, like the astro ta- astro train oh, yeah. was like a tricky one, but I mean, you could still figure it out. It still wasn't difficult. And then um, you you could put your decals and stuff on. That was always fun. You want to go ahead and do that next. Uh, I, I was never great at putting the decals on. <laughs> yeah, I always like really, really took my time and oh, and I was so upset too. Like you're so like so carefully like trying to stick like a headlight on or something. Oh yeah. And if it's skewed a little bit, I'm like trying to peel it off and making it right. No, a lot of mine had like skewed headlights. <laughs> I just couldn't. I'd like to this day, anytime like for Logan, like when we got a Lightning McQueen bed and we had a bunch of de- decals to stick on, I was like, Lord, you do it. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. So, but you know, just lots of fun. And you know, of course the, the TV show just made it even better. Uh, it was just a big commercial. Uh, you you'd get really excited. Usually, you'd see it first on the show, and then you'd head to the toy store, and then they they were most of the times. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and list our five favorite each. And, Who's gonna start? Um, I think you should start first. I should start. I don't remember like 
last time. You, I don't remember either. Anyway, um, but def- you're, the, you're you're like the visitor of the house, the guest. Yeah. So you go first. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think my most favorite one was Soundwave. And interestingly enough, I didn't ever get him like new when I was a kid. I finally I ended up at one point getting kind of like a worn out. I, I don't want to say busted up. He wasn't really broke, but he you know he was well played with. Uh, probably like borrowed him but not borrowed but traded mm-hmm. traded him uh, for something I don't even know like what I gave the other kid to get Soundwave but um, laser beak yeah. ravage oh uh, yeah and, and in the toy he was always the coolest one because of his voice we can concentrate the energy into energon cubes and store them in the new space cruiser yeah he, he but, had that distinct voice that yeah. I, I know when I was a kid I one of the main reasons why I loved Soundwave was the opportunity to to mimic that voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't exact. sound like Megatron or like Prime or anything, but I could kind of make my voice sound like Soundwave a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, those were always fun. I, I remember I did get Soundwave new. I got him. Um, uh, like I kind of like tricked my mom into buying. Like we we were going out to buy clothes for her. It was like a shopping trip for her. You but, tricked her. Well, I, okay, I didn't trick her as much as I nagged her until we like stopped at Toys R Us because um, th- there was this strip mall that was right by Toys R Us and where all she, the places she liked to buy clothes. Yeah. So we went in there and uh, I saw Soundwave and I was like, I gotta have it. So she bought them for me, it, and I remember like I couldn't wait to get home. Like I, I'm taking him out of the packaging. And I'm like, you know, she's shopping a little bit. I'll sit down on the floor. I pull out the box a little bit. I start taking pieces out, and she's, like, ready to get up and move. So I'm, like, collecting all my <laughs> stuff again. Like, oh, no. Like, I want to play with them so bad. Yeah. And uh, so that, that went on and on. So I think I eventually just, like, put Soundwave back into the styrofoam and just played with Laserbeak for a while. Yeah. Because he came with Soundwave. Buzzsaw. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Laserbeak was the red one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so was Buzzsaw even really in the cartoon? Yeah, not as yeah, much as Laserbeak, but yeah. Yeah, Laserbeak yeah, was his main was. man, really. Yeah. I mean, Ravage and Laserbeak, those were like the main... Oh, and Rumble and Frenzy, of yeah. course. Um, but yeah, Soundwave was a great, great pick. I love it. And how 80s, man. That that cassette deal like tape deck. Yeah. And uh, it, was just, it was pretty good detail, really. And it was about the size of a you know a tape recorder. So It was. And I remember one time when I was a kid, like, family went bowling or something. And I brought the sound wave I had, and and I acted like, you know, it was a real tape player that like, hey, I'm listening to my tape player. Are you like listening to it? Yeah, it didn't. Uh, it seems like the Japanese version like actually came with headphones. I think they always get the cool stuff. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but I feel like it did, and because there was a little hole like a port that you could plug in headphones. I think, but uh, but yeah. Was, I mean, I, I suppose like he wasn't that realistic because he was blue. And I remember like Blaster, the Ghetto Blaster was like red and yellow. Yeah. I was like, but um, yeah, the Soundwave is a great pick, man. I I, I would have claimed him for myself, but uh, I, I snagged him. You snagged him. You liked him that much more. <laughs> Which is funny that because you actually got him new. But anyway, your turn. I got him new, but like it was sweeter for you when you finally did get him. I imagine. Yeah. Because you know, like that anticipation like was it everything you'd hoped to be or was like yeah. his limbs too wobbly and not all that he was gritty. pretty loose yeah. <laughs> that's the thing about those transformers and his legs would kind of like you know they, they were yeah. real 
there was a lot of bends and folds yeah. in him. So and, and his his neck was kind of loose too. But his, so he's always kind of doing like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's being lazy. Like, that's cool. Yeah, that, I found that if you kind of like turned his head like to the side a little bit, then it would kind of stick. It would, yeah, it would yeah. So you know, I'd put him in like dramatic pose. <laughs> you know? Very dignified, very noble. <laughs> But he, and that's, he he was a really important character in the show, too, because he was kind of like Megatron's number two. Yeah. He was really important yeah, yeah, in the show. Megatron could trust him where he couldn't trust Starscream. Yeah, he was constantly worrying about the other ones double-crossing him, but there was kind of an honor to Soundwave. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you almost kind of wish he was a good yeah, guy. Yeah, like even in the movie, you know, when Megatron's, like, dying, he's like, Soundwave, don't leave me. Yeah. Fine, yeah, I'll pick him up. Yeah, right. He, <laughs> and he carries him off. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was a good pick. Um, go on to my first pick. Yeah, go ahead, yours. All right. So, oh gosh, it's really hard. Like you, you started out so strong. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Metroplex for my first. Oh wow, you already like going to like what yeah. was that like season three or something? I season yeah yeah because it was close to the movie right? Yeah. Had the movie come out yet? Uh, or had Metroplex just come out? Because the, there was that scene in well, the movie. It was around the same time. Yeah, because in the movie, what, yeah, we, we all knew who Metroplex was. Because in the movie, they were like transforming like the 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 city, like bring the defenses up. And we're all going like, it's Metroplex! Oh my god, it's happening! <laughs> and it wasn't. Nah, it wasn't. It was just a transforming city. <laughs> which is how they build Metroplex, was he was a city. Uh, which is... I mean, how do you compete with that? I mean, there was Omega Supreme before him, and Omega was always kind of a, the, you know, they, he's so powerful and so strong, you can't even use him in any of the episodes, because, like, once Omega came, it was like, what are the Decepticons going to do? Yeah. You know, they, they'd bring in, like, Trypticon or something. Or Trypticon came in with Metroplex, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah. Around that same, same period. Yeah. There always had to be, a, a you know, a, an evil for the good, you know, like, That whenever. was another one I longed for that I never got. I had him. He walked. You had everything. <laughs> I, I, thanks, mom. I, I don't know. Like we, we probably didn't have like groceries for weeks at a time. But like I had plenty of dreads. That was one. Just you know, you'd look at the box in the store and just look in awe. Yeah, and again, he wouldn't know that, right? But 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 Metroplex was. I mean, there was just something about Metroplex. He looked really cool as a robot. He was fun to play with as, you know, the scene. He had a couple of different forms he could take. Like, he was like the rolling platform. Yeah, kind of a uh, armored kind of vehicle kind of thing. Yeah, and then, of course, he was the city. And there, there was all the little compartments. And it was neat because the, the weapons that he came with became a robot within itself. That's right. I forgot. All those guns turned into a little robot. The yeah. guns turned into a robot, so you got, like, a bonus toy. And then I love that little black car. It was cool. And, yeah. oh, my God, I can't think of his Mark name. Mark would know his name. I don't Mark's going to yell it out, yeah. like, right he's, as soon as he's doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love that little car. It was like perfect size to take with you somewhere. You know, you stick him in your pocket. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed him. Uh, it, you know, in the show, like he didn't really have much to do. Yeah, in the I don't show. really remember him in the show at all. It's kind of like um, Omega. I mean, like they they needed Omega to blast off to like into space. Like yeah. he had a purpose. He was like their spaceship. Yeah, I remember Omega Supreme in the cartoon. Yeah, and uh, but but with Metroplex, like I don't just he was just a fun, cool toy. And that's just about it. Like, I remember, you know, how each um, season you get those, like, little uh, fold-out papers that would show you, you know, like, one side would be the Autobots and then the other side would be the Decepticons. Right. 
can see in that Metroplex, like, taking up that big chunk of real estate on that. Yeah. And you look at him, and you're like, I don't know who that is, but I want that. Yeah. That's badass. They had, like, all the little, the smaller Minicons, like, all over him. Yeah, yeah, they could, because they had ramps and things. Yeah. You could just, like, pull them up. Like, you couldn't fit, you couldn't fit like, a medium-sized Transform, but the little yeah. mini ones were great. Yeah. Uh, like, I think, like, was Wheelie in the pick? No, because that wouldn't make sense time-wise. Uh, but yeah, Metroplex was super awesome. They had a bunch of protective bots, I think, all over him. There's like the helicopters on that little helipad, and yeah, that was around the same time as the protect. Yeah. That that was the gestalt, I guess, for that season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, didn't you say like was it was it was it Mark that like rode his bike or something up to the oh, toy yeah, store? We we uh, we used to ride our bike to the mall all the time when we were kids, like you know, in the summer when school's out, and uh, and yeah, Mark. What he was like, he had, I guess, some spare cash somehow. Like, I don't know if he saved it, like, you know, from his birthday or whatever. I don't know. It's a good chunk of change, but, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he's on the fence. He's like, he's thinking about buying Metroplex. And I'm just like, you know, I, I want him to so bad. <laughs> You're that little You're devil on the show. Like, you don't need anything so else. If, if you get Metroplex, I'll carry him home for you because we're on our bikes, you know, and it's this giant box and it's right. awkward, you know. Oh, yeah. so, so I offered to take him home. And so, you know, he's in like the Toys R Us bag and it's like hung over on my handlebars. And, like, and I'm like, up trying, against you. yeah, I'm trying to pedal and it's like beating on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't feel a thing though, man. But no, no, yeah. I just, I couldn't wait to see this thing. So were you, like, itching to get him out of the box before Mark could get his yeah, turn? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I had to. It was his. You know, I, I lugged it home. I I kind of think we actually kind of took turns because it was kind of beating around on my knees so much. Oh, I can't imagine. But, I, mean, like, uh, I, I remember the days when you'd ride your bike everywhere, and I've never had to carry anything that big. Oh, yeah, it was huge. <laughs> but, yeah, Metroplex, uh, just a fun toy to play with. Uh it, it's, he's he's like a legendary transformer, and it. it's funny that he really didn't have the benefit of having all that much to do in the cartoon to to establish that. But it was just because he was so big; he yeah. was like the big one. So that's my first. Uh, that's that's who I'm leading off with. Who is your second? All right. Well, uh, I guess going straight from Soundwave to Ravage. I loved Ravage. And Ravage, man. I, for the longest time, he was my favorite. Yeah, Ravage was great, and I lost him at one point. I, that's like one of those transformers that I had to replace because I don't know what happened to my Ravage, and and finally yeah, I ended up like I don't know if it was like at a flea market or something I don't remember but I don't know what happened to my Ravage either. Yeah, he got lost and I ended up finally replacing him at one point. But uh, yeah, I loved Ravage. He was great. I mean, he was like a little pet. So yeah. cool in the cartoon. <laughs> oh yeah, know? he he was like the official mascot of the Decepticons, yeah. really. Uh, any kind of spy work that needed to be done. I mean, Ravage got he got it done. Like a lot of times, the Decepticons would kind of fail in what they were doing, but Ravage always kind of got his part okay. No, Decepticons. I've memorized the formula, so once I rip this up, there's no way the Decepticons can learn to make the antimatter. You're too late, Ravage. The information's already been destroyed. Excellent, Ravage. Yeah. You know, if there was some intel, like, you know, you could count on Laser, Ble- Laser Beak and Ravage. You know, Rumble and Frenzy were always kind of like comic <laughs> relief in a way, but right, right. but I mean, Ravage was pretty badass, man. He yeah. he didn't um, he didn't mess around. Ravage didn't play. 
It was hard to pose him though because he's so skinny. Yeah, well, and he had to be a cassette, so if you had, you couldn't like spread the legs out, you know, they're just yeah, they just kind of like you know, I'm, I'm making gestures with my hands. You can't really tell in the, in the audio podcast, but they they just kind of like slid apart like scissors almost. Yeah, and you, you know, and then the feet were posable too. Something. Yeah, well, you could make him stand. Yeah, he would stand. He yeah. would be any fun to play with. I mean, you could always do like one of these things, or you could pose him like that, but. Um, I pretty much always had him in the same pose, like one legs, like a, like that, you know, runs down. Like yeah, his, and his neck, like the way it would kind of go up and down. He he was always he had that cool pose. Yeah, yeah like he's stalking. Somebody. Like he's stalking. Yeah. So that the the cassettes were always really pretty cool. Um, they they got a little sillier as they went along, like the bat and the rhino. Oh, I like rat bat. They're good, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like it's they're classics. They, for uh, Steeljaw, the the lion. Yeah, I never really thought he looked terribly much like a lion, but I mean, he yeah. looked okay. Yeah, blasters weren't as good as sound waves. I don't think. No, no, not at all. And well, that's because like sound waves were more characters than the uh, blasters cassettes. Didn't I don't think really had a chance to do anything. Yeah. So may- maybe if they had a little more, little more to do in the cartoon, we'd have been more fond of them, or I would have been more fond of them. Yeah, I didn't even remember them in the cartoon except like the movie. I saw them in the movie a little bit. Just getting mowed down or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ravage is a great pick. Uh, you know, he didn't didn't really have any dialogue. He was a a small little toy, but he brought a lot of joy to both of us. Yeah. And again, it's one of those little smaller toys that you could just take with you anywhere. You just slide him in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so you had Ravage before you had Soundwave. I did. Yeah, I actually had the pack. It was like Ravage and Rumble. Oh yeah, they did come in little two packs, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, it was Laserbeak and Frenzy, and then Ravage and Rumble, and then you got Buzzsaw with... with uh, I hope I'm not switching the two up. I, th- I think that's right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, did did Rumble and Frenzy actually come with the little pile driver things in the toy? Or no. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. It, it was funny how they would kind of transform like their arms into those pile drivers. Yeah, we won't even get into how the, the cartoon swapped the colors and made Rumble the blue one instead of the red one. Yeah, I don't know. How do you how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, as a kid seeing the cartoon, because there's this whole controversy over like, you know, Rumble's red, Rumble's blue, you know, who whatever side you want to take, and I never even saw it that way. It, like, I, I didn't pay any attention that the cartoon had miscolored it. It just it didn't even matter to it me. It didn't because it was their voices that matched, I guess, who they you, were. You really only ever really saw one at a time i feel like you didn't really ever see both of them maybe i'm wrong i i don't really i only re- i don't remember frenzy doing anything yeah, i was gonna say wasn't it usually rumble anyway like if a dam had to be broken up yeah, or rumble or, would be doing the pile drivers yeah, yeah frenzy yeah. never did anything frenzy never really did anything and you know rumble would do the pile drivers and he, that was it was useful more than once uh, but he, they had to give him some to do, I guess, because yeah. Ravage was in Laserbeak were clearly Soundwave's favorite. There was a pecking order, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's a good pick. Go with from Soundwave to Ravage. Now, what do you got? Um, for my number two, I'm gonna go with uh, Devastator. Oh man, so five at, or six, 
Six at once. Six. He yeah. He was the six. Was Predi King six as well? No, he was five. Was he five? Yeah, okay. I think uh, Devastator was the, the only the six. unique one was yeah. six, and everybody else would it was then a core with like the limbs. I was always drawn to the really big ones. Like there was just something really neat about them. And Devastator was the first Gestalt. He was the original. And I don't know what it is about those toys, but. I could honestly probably do a whole like five on just gestalts. Oh yeah, absolutely. They were my favorite. They they were so cool. And even though Devastator was like really difficult to pose and play with because their it, arms like he had really, like high heels almost, you know. <laughs> you, you couldn't really pose him much at all. It, and and I feel like uh I wanna say like Hook I even broke once or twice trying to get him into that position yeah. to, you know, form the Gestalt. Uh it's just it was neat how they called upon him in the cartoon and most of my list is like based on mostly the cartoon like if i really yeah. liked the character in the cartoon then the toy like didn't have to be amazing it, it just had to allow me to to be i just needed that analog i just need, had to have the toy to to be that character you know speaking of the good thoughts I, one of my favorite cartoons i think is the one that introduced the stunticons I love the I, stunticons. I really like the stunticons. I, I really like the whole like rivalry with Optimus Prime and Motormaster. Yeah. I thought that was really kind of cool. And, and I was also the Autobots like dressed up as them. The oh, I love like, that infiltrate. Episode. Yeah, and they had to pretend like they could be a Gestalt. So like they were holding it together for like a few minutes, like using one of the Transformers' powers. Like I forget who had that magnetic ability, but they were oh, holding them yeah. together somehow. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, maybe it was like Wheeljack or something. Uh, Mark's probably once again yelling, <laughs> He's yelling at us. You got it all wrong, <laughs> fools. Um, but yeah, that that's a classic uh, series. Like the aerial bots were okay, but the Stunticons were fantastic because yeah. it was it was like for a while it was Autobots were cars and Decepticons were typically like planes or so, something. Yeah, that was the first time where they switched it up. Yeah, they got to switch it up. Like the Autobots had... could never fly, really. No, they always had to get to where they were going on, on like you know by driving. They, they would do a little they would convoy show up with a jetpack every now and then. Like, they'd strap on a jetpack and fly. Yeah, the Decepticons could usually always fly, I guess, because they were even jets. If they weren't, even if they weren't jets, like Soundwave, he, they could always, just Decepticons could yeah. fly. That was they could just, always retreat. For whatever rule, the Decepticons fly, all of us can't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, unless you're a vehicle that can fly. Right, and then they would change into the jets. Like, you always had, like, those three jets, like Skywarp. Starscream and uh Well, but that's Decepticons. But they were Decepticons. Any Decepticon can fly. Any Decepticon can fly, even if they didn't change into a plane. But yeah, so like for the first time you had that kind of swapping, uh, where you had Autobots that were planes. So it was kinda like, ah, you know. So like but the not to be outdone, the Decepticons had the uh Stunticons. And they were real wild and goofy and crazy and like did all the crazy well stunts. Yeah. Um but yeah, I liked their personalities and I, I could easily put Minosaur in there instead of Devastator. Without uh, but, a doubt. But Devastator is the original. Oh gee, yeah, Devastator was fun. I had all of them. Uh it, it took forever. I think I only had Mixmaster in back in the day at least i mean i've got them all now but it took a long time because uh, i don't know if was toys r us what was it even open at that time it i guess it could have been it, oh no it was it had to but i i got a lot of them from like uh like you know um 
de- not department stores, but like CVS type places, yeah. Walgreens. Like yeah. sometimes you'd go into those types of stores and they'd have the smaller transformers. So I got a couple of them from there, and it took a long time, but I finally got all six of them. When I did manage to, that's when I broke hook. That was kind of heartbreaking because I actually got all the, six like the of first them. time. Yeah, the first time yeah. I was putting them all together, I broke hook in two. So like I couldn't like oh. I could because he had that little like purple clip that you could put him in. Yeah. So he could become Devastator, but I could never play with him as like the regular hook character. He's, again. Yeah, he's like half himself. He's like decapitated at the waist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Devastator was great in the cartoon. He was a cool toy, even if he wasn't all that functional and it would fall apart if you tried playing with him. <laughs> Uh, so that's my number two. Like like I say, I, I'm sticking. I'm going with the bigs. I'm starting out big with the bigs. Yeah. All right. So uh, who's your number three? Uh, number three for me, I'm gonna say Prowl. The, I, I think mostly because he was like my second Transformer I ever got, but like the first, you know, kind of like bigger one. Yeah. Not not big like, you know, Metroplex big, but you know that. In, in, in like the full blown box instead of like the the yeah, blister card. Like Optimus, I guess for a while was like the biggest one, right? Yeah, and then because yeah, so, of his trailer. But they they were that scale though, because they could actually roll up into his trailer, yeah. and so like they they were like the bigger ones. And Prowl is the one that I remember, you know, carefully putting the headlight stickers on. That's <laughs> your, your first uh, interaction yeah. with the decals. And I've still got my original Prowl, but oh, he's seen better days. <laughs> yeah, because the, like, the the hood, not the hood, but the, the top, the roof, you know, of the vehicle is like, it broke off long, long Came time apart. ago. He, he snapped into because any of them it seemed that would spin at the waist, will swivel around at the a lot of them did transformation. That. Yeah, yeah, that that peg would just break, and so he was just broken in half. And... Yeah, they, they a lot of them had that same kind of transformation where they would swivel and like their arms would kind of do a like you know yeah, this like fold kind of, in underneath fold in underneath the, the hood, the hood. Uh, and but you know just had well, the just like wing doors. Just like, oh, I love the wing doors. Yeah. Those are great. It's a great touch. Uh, I, I don't think I ever got Prowl. So you got me on that one. <laughs> Prowl's great. I, don't, I really like my Prowl. That, okay. I mean, I, I guess that's why he's he's also the most beat-up Transformer I've got. And I think that's a testament to that is how much I liked him. Yeah, I mean, if you played with him a whole bunch, then um, naturally he's going to have a little wear and tear. And yeah. if, if he's still, like, you know, tight, you probably didn't play with him all that much. <laughs> Um, but that that's cool, man. Especially you still got him. I'll have to, I'll pull him out, see if I can find him, and maybe try to take a picture of him because he's he's seen yeah, better days. I, I'd like to have. I would like to see in his like you know, awful wrecked glory. He's <laughs> in a, somewhere like, right down here somewhere. <laughs> he's, he's in a box somewhere. I'll find him. The original box? No, no, no. Oh. Don't have the Prowler original box. No, no. He's... Do you have any of those old boxes? Like those like those beautiful grid boxes? Uh, maybe reproduction. Maybe mm. not original, but looks like the original. I, for the longest time, I was keeping those. But yeah. I, uh, you know, I lost them. I don't know. I'm sure my mom finally made me throw them away. Yeah, there's a few I've got that were like a reproduction box. But... We've talked in the past about how we like to keep boxes. And uh, I was a hoarder for boxes even back in the day. But, you know, like, I have my own place now. I can storage them away. Yeah. You know, you can only justify keeping so many boxes yeah. at your parents' house. <laughs> so what What in the cartoon? Did he have, like, a unique uh, ability? 
Um, Cause he had Mirage in the original cartoon. You know, Mark would know. I don't really remember his. I feel uh, like we need Mark on Skype or something. It's like the yeah. expert guy to like Mark phone shine. in. <laughs> but, or, uh, or we could just pull up Wikipedia or something. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I know. In some of the newer comic books, he's been made out to be kind of a jerk, and it, it's kind of funny because it, it seems like everybody hates Prowl in the newer comics. Oh, like really? The, yeah, IDW comics. You know, you'll have to read those. I uh, I intend to like I'm sure uh, I could you know get him easily digitally. He's like he's so calculating, and um, any, anyway, I he just everybody hates him. He's everybody hates. So that's his special ability is to make people hate him. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. And uh, if we're gonna be in if we're gonna go there, then I will go for my third one. Uh, a car, another car of the same size and and generation was a sideswipe. Oh yeah, the Lamborghini. The Lamborghini. Um, it it was the eighties, and there was no car more beloved than the Lamborghini. That Lamborghini Countach from the eighties. Yeah. Is, I mean, I can I can close my eyes and think of the eighties, and a Lamborghini Countach on a trapper keeper materializes right in front of my face. A Lamborghini was, it was the coolest. I mean, I, I was I was really big into like Hot Wheels, as we established in a previous episode. Like, I liked cars, I liked Hot Wheels. Um, it was another reason why I was so really into the Transformers, because they were like cars and robots. So. You know, you could play with them as robots, become a car, and then I would have just as much fun playing around the house as the cars. Right, yeah. And so Sideswipe was, you know, my dream car. To this day, I would, you know, love to get a Lamborghini Countach. I'm sure I still couldn't afford one, even, <laughs> like, even though they're like 30-some-odd years old by now. But, uh, yeah, Sideswipe was a, a sort of an interesting character in the cartoon because he had, like, a brother, kind of. And Sunstreaker. Oh, yeah. When we're done with them, they're going to wish they'd never been assembled. <laughs> All right, bro, let's go. Okay, big guys, let's see how tough you are. Hey, check out this move. Yeah! They, I, I understand it now, but back in the day, I never really understood it because they acted like they were twins and they didn't look anything alike. And no, they didn't look anything alike. I, and yes. even even their cars, I didn't really get it that Sunstreaker was actually a Lamborghini, also because he had like all the extra like stuff on the back. And yeah, he looked like a hot rotted up version of a Lamborghini. I didn't really see it as a kid, you know. Yeah, the front the front is a little similar, and the you know the doors or whatever. But yeah, you're right. Like he. It, there was no real Lamborghini, I don't think, that looked like that in real life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, the, those two characters kind of played off of each other, and I had I thought they were fun. And uh, so, like, I can't really think of Sideswipe without thinking of Sunstreaker. And uh, so I had Sideswipe as a kid. He was, you know, one of the first ones I got. And played with him all the time. He, he was a neat toy. Um, and uh, I, I think, I just think, so I'm so fond of Sideswipe mainly because he was a Lamborghini. Anytime I could get my hands on a Lamborghini toy, whether it be a Hot Wheel or like one of those like car kits, like that you could build, you know, like little plastic models, mm-hmm. 
So it just made sense that I was going to get a Transformer that was a Lamborghini. I wasn't going to miss out on that. It was my yeah. favorite color, red. It was really cool. Yeah, and he was he was neat. And I, I don't, you know, he had the cool, like, little shoulder rocket that had the oh, real yeah. springy, loady, yeah. like, the real firing action. So you kind of got that. I think Hound had something like that. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheeljack, I believe, had one or two of them. Yeah, most of them did, really. You're probably yeah. right. The Jets had that action, yeah. I know. Um, that, I mean, it's like something proud, you don't really see all Probably had two of them. Probably two of yeah. them, yeah. So, you know, that, also that fact that you had that little, you know, you could do some target practice with the thing. And it's, that had tons and tons of fun. Those little care. missiles were like the first thing I lost. Oh, they always <laughs> were the first thing you lose. As soon as you, like, snap them off that little plastic, you know, grid or whatever, like, you almost lose it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you actually bought me Sideswipe when they did a reproduction. Oh, uh, like a birthday present or something? I think so, yeah. And yeah. I remember being like so like tickled because you know it was like I had him again. Yeah. And I, I think I may still have the original, but it also really beaten up. Uh, just everything's rough around the edges. The yeah. stickers are peeling off. Uh, but when I got that, you know, fresh brand new fresh paint uh, Sideswipe, I was just like so excited. Like I. It was just like being a kid again. Yeah. Yeah, those reissues were cool. Really neat. So, yeah, that was my number three. Nick, what was your number four? Uh, I want to say uh, Cliff Jumper. And, I mean, he was was one of the small ones, you know, but he was was cool because he was like Bumblebee, but not like Bumblebee. He was sleeker than Bumblebee. He had, like, the little spoiler in the back. Yeah, you know, the he was sportier. Yeah, yeah, he was a lot sportier. the 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 mold for his face was cooler than Bumblebee's. Bumblebee's was real generic, you know. Bumblebee yeah. was kind of square, whereas like it's like you know kind of plain. But Cliff Jumper had a little pizzazz to him. Yeah, and in the cartoon, I mean, he was Casey Kasem was mm-hmm. his voice. You know, I mean, that's how cool is that? I, I didn't realize that until you had told me that recently. You didn't know that? Didn't I don't know. I don't think so, man. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Kasem, because uh, I mean, like, I think Casey Kasem in doing voice acting, I think of Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Oh man, he was so many. Yeah, I, I don't even really know the list, but he was quite a few. That's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, Cliff Jumper is uh, is an excellent. Uh, toy, I I had him as well, and you know we we mentioned the small ones, and because I think we have a lot of memories of playing with the small ones, because you could take them wherever you wanted to go. Yeah, uh, you could take them to school, or if you're like in the back seat in the car, like you can't lug along your Devastator or your Metroplex, but you could grab a Cliff Jumper and a Ravage and yeah. just have a good old time. Yeah, and I mean they're like. It's like those little penny racers. They're about the size of those. Remember those? I remember those. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're like exactly the same size. And they had the little r- real rubber tires. Mm-hmm. You know, they love the rubber tires. They don't do that anymore. There's no plastic tires. All those old transformers had those rubber tires. Just, just plastic wheels. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a choking hazard. Like kids, yeah. we were stupid kids. I guess like a lot of us would <laughs> choke death on it, rubber tires. They even had like uh, it was even printed on the tires like. Uh, I want to say Goodyear, but it wasn't yeah, Goodyear. It was like Cybertronian or something like that. Mark would know. A lot of <laughs> a lot of love, a lot of detail. Yeah, a lot of detail. And like Primes, I mean, he actually had tread on his tires. Yeah, sure did. The you know Bumblebee and Cliffjumper were so small they didn't have tread. But Cliffjumper was cool too because like wasn't he kind of like a maverick? 
he kind of would always want to go out on his own. He had something to prove, it seems like, in the cartoons. See if you can locate the Decepticons. Just turn me loose, Prime. I'll sniff them out. I'm going to. I want to boot some Decepticon right in his turbocharger. Easy, Cliff Jumper. Was the, yeah, I don't really remember. Was he kind of the hot-headed one? I think so, yeah. Like a Raphael kind of thing? I think he was kind of like the Raphael character, you know? like It, it seems like he was always egging along uh, Spike or whatever, you know, like to kind of... Yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm misremembering, but Cliff Jumper was really cool, too, because he had a lot of that personality. And I guess if you're going to have Casey Kasem as a voice, you better put him to use. Yeah. So, yeah, he was a featured mm-hmm. character in a lot of episodes. That's a good pick, man. Thanks. <clears throat> so that was your fourth, right? Yeah, so what's yours? Um, let's see. Fourth, I'm going to go with uh, Dinobot. I'm going to go with Grimlock. Uh, Grimlock, man. yeah. Uh, every Dinobot was so cool, but Grimlock, of course, you know the top of him. He was the uh, he was the alpha. He was the, I guess, the smartest of the dumb ones. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was for sure the leader of the Dinobots, and the Dinobots as a collective were interesting because they kind of had their own agenda, sorta. They were affiliated with the Autobots, but they really only came around when they were needed. Dinobots, we've got a job for you. Me, Grimlock, no like orders. Me, Slag, no like anything. We really need your help. Why won't you give us a hand? Me don't know why not. Yeah. And, you know, like, they they were klutzy and clumsy, and, you know, the Autobots kind of just put up with them as a means to an end, uh, because they were the muscle. You know, if you if you had a Devastator to fight, you got to call in the Dinobots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they may not have been for what they lacked in intelligence. They made up for in strength. And uh, Grimlock was a really funny, lovable character. Be Grimlock, kick butt. <laughs> yeah, and I love uh, like the, in the movie when he's like trying to get his like, you know clumsy dinosaur ass up that ramp and they're like pushing him up into this into the shuttle like i don't know oh yeah yeah it's just just little scenes like that and uh, i want to say uh didn't grimlock get a chance to shine a little bit in a later episode around uh i don't know well i I don't really remember it but um there was one where he got smart like he was wearing like some. Oh yeah, he had like a little like crown thing that made him smart. That and yeah, I remember that. That was interesting. That's kind of sad that like he became stupid again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was one of the few stories that had a little emotional. Depth it's been to so it. long since I've seen the cartoons. I don't yeah, I want to say there was like an episode where he was. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Like I, the the cartoons are such a distant memory anymore. Yeah. Uh, but but Grimlock was fun to play with, and he was such a cool functioning dinosaur. He had, like, the little T-Rex arms that you could pose, mm-hmm. and the mouth open up and close, mm-hmm. and he looked awesome as a robot. And, uh, you know, just like you said, all the Dinobots are great. Like, you couldn't just get Grimlock. You had to get, like, Slag, Snarl, Swoop. Um, sludge. Sludge. Uh, and I think, like, Sludge was one of those ones that I actually found in a flea market at a later time. Sludge was my first one. Yeah, Sludge was really cool, yeah. too. Like, I, I could go with Sludge as a... He's the second, I think, my my second favorite, and I, I like Swoop a lot too. Snarl, I always wanted Snarl because he was the Stegosaurus, and for, you know that was like my favorite dinosaur as a kid for whatever reason. That's the but Snarl, like I hated that his head split apart. Yeah, I, I didn't like that because like that never really closed back properly, yeah. and and his uh, he was cool though. 
But I, I remember that head being a problem. Yeah. But I think I had all the Dinobots. I got them all eventually. Yeah, but, I've got them all now. But um, but Grimlock also too is kind of special because I got him from like Santa Claus one year. Yeah, you know I think I told the same story uh, in the fondness episode, the, the mm-hmm. toy lines, where uh, I was away from home and I didn't think I was gonna, you know, I didn't think Santa was gonna visit me because I was somewhere else, and I woke up in the morning and there he was. There so, he was. There was Grimlock. So, uh, the Dinobots, for sure, uh, it's like the Gestalt's, like, you can't mention one without all the others, but Grimlock was definitely my favorite, and one of my favorites. Uh, he was a fun character to play with. Matches my theme of the character was fun, I had fun being Grimlock, and the toy was actually really cool, too. Mm-hmm. So, that's my number four. Nick, what's your fifth? Uh, I'm going to say um, Hot Rod. And uh, the toy, you know, the movie toys... The the characters in the movie look so much sleeker, and you know than what the toys that you actually got. Most of them were really kind of garbage. But I remember the toys right and the like, legs being stiff. A lot of the characters didn't really have poseable legs. Yeah, I mean, like the Galvatron toy was awful. I remember Rodimus Prime really not being a very trans like very. Yeah, that that year it just. I don't. It, they were going downhill. They were just none of them were as cool as previous years. But nonetheless, I still liked Hot Rod, and uh, and even still, when later on he came out as a Target Master and he had like the little the gun that would. I remember that. And, yeah, you know, that was cool. The Target Masters as a line was really fun too. I I don't have any of the movie generation on on my list because I for a lot of the same reasons like you said yeah, like, they I feel like they weren't. hit a wall and they just really didn't have any good toys anymore yeah. they, they were they and maybe were they just ran out of those here. they they were an original toy line that like Hasbro bought right and brought over so they had all those yeah. molds yeah. so maybe they just ran out of those molds those were really good toys and once they ran out of molds and characters to be those molds it's like they didn't know how to make good ones themselves no, or something? Didn't. I don't know. They 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 managed to stick a lot, stay around for a little while with like the double like the double changer, the triple changers, and the you know the six shot and the target masters yeah. and the headmasters. But it, it's a shame that those really fun characters from the movies didn't manage to make good toys. And uh, I, I never had Hot Rod. I had Rodimus, but um, he he was you know he was a fun character in the movie. He would have yeah. been fun to play with. Yeah, I mean, and he, you know, he still still had the rubber tires like the other ones, and so he's still fun to you know when you're playing him as the car and roll him around everywhere. I didn't love the futuristic cars, man. I, I, I liked that the, one. I liked though, like Blur. Blur, I didn't really like so much because he had that little front piece that it just came off, and then you don't do anything with it. I didn't never was a fan of pieces that you couldn't do anything with. You know, they had to take them off or on to transform yeah you gotta you gotta hang on to it do something with it it's supposed to be like a shield or something it's like well i don't want him to hold this yeah you want everything to stay put on the transformer like have it go somewhere or do something like the doors flipping out as like cool wings like prime's fists i mean you know that's like the first thing people lose yeah well at least least it had a place that you could put it like right right yeah chest opened up you could stick it in there and that's how i think the only reason i kept them for so long is because of that little like you know, area that you could put them. Yeah. But that, that's a good point too. Like a lot of those had those fists you had to keep up with. And Soundwave, you could 
his weapons became batteries that you could actually put in his bag. Oh, that was a great touch. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, I liked. I much preferred the ones where you, like there was like little slits and you like sound wave where you just kind of push the uh, little slider and then the fist came out of you know whatever. Yeah. You know that that way you wouldn't have to lose those hands. But blur shield thing, I didn't like that. But I, I just like I said, I remember so the flimsy. stiffness of the legs. Like they they all like. None of them were very fun to play with. Yeah. So, but yeah, Hot Rod will... They all, it's just you just extend it out and... Yeah. There's their legs. There's know. their legs. Like, flip a toe up or something, you know, and then they can yeah. stand. Flip out a foot, extend, flip out arms. Rodimus was kind of a fun toy because he did have that little trailer that, like, popped out the, like, gun. Oh, yeah. And he could kind of stand behind it and pose it around and, like... You know, it was it was reminiscent of Optimus Prime how he had his trailer, yeah. but on a much smaller scale. But uh, yeah, right, Hot Rod was supposed to be the popular, you know, character and toy of that next wave yeah. that came along. And uh, I guess he had his due, but he would he couldn't hold a candle to my number five. Oh uh, yeah, who's yours? Optimus Prime. Oh, you saving the best. <laughs> the best. I mean, Optimus Prime as a character, as a toy, everything. I mean, I, I love, I mean, everything about Peter Cullen's voice. Like, I'm just tickled pink that, like, they he stuck around all these years as Optimus yeah. Prime through these movies, and we're going to get to the movies. <laughs> but uh, it, it's such a heroic, such a noble, f- awesome like John Wayne like character yeah. and uh the the toy was amazing it was so much fun mm-hmm. and uh he, he, I love the way he looked uh and as the truck I mean like being able to take apart his uh, his trailer you know and then it did its own little thing kind of yeah. make a little base out of it kind of a little base and roller was a fun little toy to play yeah. with I enjoyed him and roller was kind of like his ravage yeah um I remember the one episode all where they go into the like mine shaft. He's like roller, you know, like the mines blowing up and he's oh, like yeah. tumbling down the side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he was like a little R2D2 character in a way. Mm-hmm. So even his little like afterthought pieces were like, had so much personality to him. Um, I have this story where, you know, like my mom was desperately trying to get Optimus prime for me. And like she'd gone to the children's palace in the snowstorm uh, and, and it was either going to be like Megatron or Optimus Prime, and thankfully she picked Optimus Prime. Like you know, like a parent, they they go to the toy store. I wasn't with her, so like she mm. sees both of them there, and it's like, oh god, I got to make a decision. It's gonna like make or break my kid. Mm. <laughs> uh, but she chose wisely, and uh, I'm pretty sure I said Optimus Prime, but you know, she's just a mom. Um, so she brought it home, and like I hugged the box. Uh, I still had that box. It's that special to me. Like, I yeah. still have the box. The original Optimus Prime yep. box. I still got the original yeah, Optimus cool. Prime box. It's beaten up, but it, I've kept it. It's got the original Optimus Prime. I kept that. May not have the fists anymore. Um, but Optimus was what that toy that I would play with, even with other toys. Like, I would mix him into other worlds. Yeah. You know, it, it, I could sit Optimus on the table and, like, have a little conversation with him. You're like... <laughs> Here's how my day's gone, Optimus. You know, like he was just so fun and charismatic, and just yeah. an amazing toy and character. And I, uh, may, maybe my all-time favorite toy in just overall, it's Optimus Prime. And, yeah. You know, like got my Optimus Prime shirt here. Definitely uh, the best one. So um, that's our list of uh, our top five. Is a great list. It's filled. Uh, with, it's very top-heavy with G1 characters. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, like I don't want to discriminate against the newer ones because they they had a few you know hits, but they were mostly misses. And uh, oh, and there's the masterpiece line too. I mean, that's such a great line. It is a great line, but I can't afford it. <laughs> it's <laughs> so much money. That Megatron masterpiece. There's a new just, one. Is there really? God. They've done, yeah, that they've Grimlock. redone Megatron. He's he just came out fairly recently, like a month or so ago. I mean, what are they like one seventy five, two hundred bucks, something like that? Well, it depends on which one. I mean, if you're talking about Megatron, yeah, I think he's somewhere around that. You, you could get like a blue but streak. Or some of the others are like sixty to eighty. Kind of like the mass, uh, the the twenty fifth anniversary. Like Prime. I think the Bumblebee, I think you can get for like sixty. Yeah, but I don't want Bumblebee. Bumblebee's cool. He's okay. I mean, it's funny how, like, Bumblebee has gone from the kind of um, the relatable one to the humans. He was kind of like, you know, the friend of the humans. Real kind of personal. And and then he he became like a little warrior kind of sort of who couldn't speak in any of the movies, the Michael Bay movies. Like, they're really two completely different characters, but they're both very likable. Yeah. Yeah, in their own way. So, we had a little bit of fun there. Uh, we're going to have to get down to some uh, some business as far as this movie review goes of the Transformers. Yeah, so we just saw The Last Night. We saw The Last Night, the fifth Michael Bay Transformers movie. And I, I've had plenty of time to think about it. You know, when I see a Transformers movie, a Michael Bay Transformers movie, I calibrate my expectations accordingly. Yeah, I set them really low, and they've gotten lower and lower and lower. With every movie, it's gotten lower and lower and lower. I always have a yeah. little hope they'll announce a new Transformers movie. I'll get a bit of the storyline. Okay, it's going to be something to do with night, medieval times. Uh, Unicron's going to be involved. I remember hearing it's like okay, there like there are things to work with here. This could be cool, could be fun. Yeah. And then you see that first trailer. Yeah. And that's when like you get your first. Uh, kind of, you know, inkling that, that here we go again. Well, and it's like when they announced that Hot Rod was going to be in it, it's like you knew immediately. It's like, well, okay, Hot Rod's going to be in it. How are they going to screw Hot Rod up? It's just going to be his name. <laughs> it's not going to be Hot Rod. It's just going to be some character named Hot Rod. Right. The name will be there, but that is all you're going to get. And we were right again. <laughs> It's like the the only thing that Michael Bay has given us is Optimus Prime is a, f- a cool character, even though he's not exactly as we remember him. He- and man, I'm getting really irritated with Prime in the movies too, because he just it's not Prime. It's just he's got an edge to him nowadays. He he keeps screaming out, "I'll kill you." <laughs> He did that in the last movie. He did it in this movie. As soon as he walked up to the um, Quintessa, like he lands on Cybertron and he's like, "What if? What has happened to my world?" I mean, you know, we can't even really tell. Like, we don't know any difference, really. We don't. He know just what it's wakes up from like. yeah, because he's like floating out in space. Yeah, he just 
lands on Cybertron. What what has happened to my world? And he immediately comes up to Quintessa, and just immediately he's like, "What have you done to my world? I'll kill you!" It's bloodlust, man. That's not my prime. My prime either. Like I just got done talking about how wonderful Prime was as a character, as a role model. You know, I mean, if Prime would tell you to eat your vegetables and stay in school, like I, it would not bother me. It would seem to fit. Um, so yeah, when Prime is going around, you know, shooting first and asking questions last, it, it's not a good thing. And uh, he he has kind of eroded into that and i don't know if he i mean he was mad at he was pissed at the humans in the last one yeah because it was like that human was responsible for the death of so many of his comrades and friends and so i'll kill you <laughs> like let's talk about it prime uh, and he like blows him away with his giant gun yeah it's so yeah prime is i'm happy to have peter Cullen, and i've it seems like I've read somewhere that Peter Cullen like was unhappy with. I would imagine he would be. Yeah. Like he's doing the voice work, and you know, like these movies. I don't know how these movies are made very much. Like I know that they do the voice work, and then of course they animate it later. Yeah. So he's probably looking at the script and doing his lines, and I'm sure he probably would look at this and go, like, I don't know, if Prime would say this or you know act this certain way. Yeah, I mean, I I would have to think he's like, this is not Prime. But, you know, they're paying him to do this, so whatever. So let's just kind of attempt to unravel this story. Man, this entire movie was the Jackie Chan, like... (laughs) You know that that gif, that Jackie Chan gif that he's like... Yeah, I'll put that up. What is going on? That was the entire movie. I'm like... It's so funny because we're watching the movie and we're just sort of letting it wash over us and trying to enjoy it. And I hear to my left, what the... <laughs> and like, I look over and I'm cracking up because, you know, when you watch a movie, you're kind of usually just enjoying the That whole the movie. movie, I'm like audible sighs and like... Oh. I could... I could feel the eyes rolling back into your head. I could hear all the groans and the sighs. I mean, I, I'd never heard you be that vocal in in contempt of a movie. I don't it, think I ever have. Yeah, it, it was noticeable. And I was feeling it, too. You know, like, I'm trying to enjoy it, and I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but it's you can't really defend it, man, because the movie's kind of a mess. It's a mess. It's a train wreck. Yeah, and, and you even called it. You're like, I guess I'm going to have to go see this train wreck of a movie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, who, who would ever thought that there'd be a day where we would kind of dread like, going uh, to see a Transformers Going to go see Transformers. Like, oh, yeah. I got to go to the dentist. You know? <laughs> but we're loyal fans. We want to we wanna hope that it's a good movie. Yeah. And uh, it, it just really wasn't. Like, it starts out with... Um, uh, Back in the Middle Ages, that they they do the whole King Arthur thing, and they have Merlin. Oh yeah, and I mean, Merlin's a drunk. He's a drunk. I mean, they, it's just it's a, the whole thing's a joke. Michael Bay thinks something like he has an idea of humor, and he needs to knock it off. There, there is a signature Michael Bay humor, especially in the Transformers movie, where they do a lot of it's just weird stuff. You know, I, I don't really understand who, why he thinks that these, that this sense of humor is funny. 
and you know, you're watching the movie and you're thinking, well, okay, we're starting out with a pretty intense battle scene. And then like two minutes into the movie, you got Stanley Tucci's Merlin just, you know, and they're doing those cuts <laughs> Like it's those like, hard I'm cuts, yeah, it goes on snozzled, yeah. which I, know, I thought was I laughed at the snozzled because it's a funny word, but <laughs> you know he's like one more nip and he drinks like the whole bottle of alcohol, so you know he seeks the help like you know they're they're, they're Lancelot and King Arthur and all of them they're they're in the middle of this battle and their their odds are against them and they're about ready to be defeated, and they're like you know like. Merlin will save us, don't worry, you know, and they're like, No, no, he won't. No, so he's just a drunk. Merlin rides off and he's he's um he, he seeks the help of Transformers. That's his that that's the big secret. Like Merlin spills the beans. He's like, Yeah, I know, I'm kinda pathetic and I'm a drunk and I'm a womanizer and everybody thinks I'm a fraud and I am, but yeah, please help me. He somehow found yeah, for, them. For some reason they give him And like was this, keeping their secret. Yeah, like they're hiding, I guess, and he because he said something about keeping their secret, and then oh whatever. He they give him this staff, which gives him the ability to like that you know dragon. They come down, they turn the tide, they win the battle. So there's that scene, and then they then you have the scene with Optimus floating through space out of nowhere, and then he lands on. No, we're not gonna go through like the whole movie. No, I guess we shouldn't. But I'm just trying to find my grounding for like explaining this movie. Let's just hit. Well, okay, let's do this. Let's talk about the things we liked, because it won't take long. <laughs> I like, uh, I like, I liked the sound. I thought the the sound effects were cool. Uh, I liked um, it. Looked pretty, you know. It at least most of these Michael Bay movies have a certain in, like style to them that's enjoyable to watch, for the most part. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. I got to talk about Anthony Hopkins. He he was out there. Enjoying himself making this movie. That was man, that was surprising. He was even in the movie. Yeah, to get him in the movie and then uh, to to play up the character that he did. Uh, it, he was clearly on he board. Had, he had some cringe-worthy scenes too, like when he went to the prime minister's. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> it, it was like the Doctor Evil, you know, with Scott yeah, yeah. when he was like doing was the like, zip it, uh. zip it. It was, it was like you said. It was cringeworthy. It was like you, you could put on the Blu-ray case, like cringeworthy in quotations, because that's most of the movie. Um, Mark Wahlberg, I like Mark Wahlberg in most cases, but in this movie, it's he just it just once again, you know, Cade Yeager, he's this inventor. So it was it was hard to buy in the first place that he's an inventor, and now it's you know he's like this hero, and he's like the one that the. I didn't even get that. Like, why did this transformer like pass on this medallion to him? Yeah, he finds that ancient transformer that was from going back to the beginning of the movie, the medieval times. He's he's kind of chosen as um, worthy of being like a knight. Uh, So he's he's kind of our hero. I'm not really sure who who like who's supposed to be the hero in this movie too, because there's like a lot of different characters flying around through this movie. There's him. There's the little girl who you get. I don't get even for, know why the girl was there. I don't either. Uh, they they played her up in the trailers like she was going to be a big deal, but all she really ever does is kind of like bite off more than she can chew throughout the whole movie. She had her little T Bob looking <laughs> friend that he didn't squeaks. He didn't ever do anything. Wasn't it squeaks? Except there was, yeah, squeaks. Yeah. There was that one scene like at the end that squeaks takes out a gun. Squeaks had his moment. But it was like you know, so what? 
Yeah, his like arm transformed into like this thing that caused the cannon to stop up and it exploded. That was like, a convenient transformation just for that one thing. But yeah, Squeaks was an awful character. Uh, that was a little sidekick T Bob looking. I, I kept waiting for him to like turn into like a little scooter or something <laughs> to ride on him, but that never. They didn't even do that. No, Michael Bay is not even going to give us that. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even seem like an actual transformer. He seemed like one of like Cade Yeager's like a uh, inventions or something. Yeah, she mentioned that like he couldn't transform anymore, and I think she was trying to fix him. I mean, because like you know the other transformers, like let, let's think about the smaller ones, like Wheelie, because they showed Wheelie again, like from the second movie. Oh God! I mean, you know, and he's so like animated with the facial expressions and everything, but yeah. then Squeaks is just like headlights for eyes. And like R two D two doesn't you know either. well it looked like a practical effect whereas all the other transformers are all digital well and I read that they did actually make a like a, a squeaks that for the the girl requested it or something that, well you know maybe she needed it to act against you know it's yeah. hard to act well, with tennis and, balls you know like maybe in the green and that's fine but it. It didn't seem like he fit in with anybody else. No, he didn't have any of the look of the Transformers. They they attached a Decepticon arm to him at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's talk about the, the, the junkyard stuff. Where a lot of the WTF moments happened. Like the Dinobots, the little mini Dinobots. They're... What? There's all these like weird yeah, scenes with like Grimlock. Those little baby Dinobots, where'd they come from? Yeah, I don't know. Can they have kids? Grimlock swallows the police car and he's like barfing it up. Yeah. They set that scene up too. He's like like yelling at Grimlock, spit out that car. Yeah, and it's it's all so cringeworthy and bad. And they they took so much time to set that scene up. Like he's his pet dog or something. Yeah, like he's a junkyard dog. He calls him like a junkyard dog, I think, even at one point in the movie. But, and you, you got Hound and the green car, I forget his name, and, um, the one that's kind of like a samurai or whatever. Like, none of these uh, characters Drift. Are, yeah, I yeah. forget the green one's name like you, but yeah, Drift. None of them are interesting in the least. I mean... Yeah. I, and, I, and one of them is voiced by John Goodman, who I love. Yeah. I love John Goodman, but, like, he, even his, like, all his dialogue is awful. You know, get down with the hound! Like, he was the one that had all the little spout and the catchphrases yeah. and stuff. Um, and so, like, and Barricade is back... Barricade I thought he back. died in like the first movie or I don't know. Yeah, he got ripped apart by Bumblebee and got his head lopped off. And so he <laughs> he's back somehow. And... Yeah, I don't understand. Like this this the the Transformers movies have all had a history of like kind of contradicting their own previous movies. Well, like Bumblebee's voice. Oh God, let's talk about Bumblebee's voice. Ratchet fixed it in the first movie, and then like every movie afterwards, it's been still with like the radio clips and whatever. I remember and listening to that. They were making a big deal out of. And like, so there's even yeah, they made like a huge deal out of it in this time because you know so Prime goes evil. He's Nemesis Prime. Yeah, right? it it plays and, a part in the movie. Yeah, and so he ends up uh, being snapped out of being Nemesis Prime because. All of a sudden, Bumblebee is able to speak, and and that snaps him out of it. Like Bumblebee, oh, my friend, oh, I haven't friend. heard your voice. I since haven't I- heard your voice since the end of Cybertron or something. The yeah. fall since the fall of Cybertron, I haven't heard your voice, old friend. And that snaps him out of being evil. How 
how lazy, how half-assed is it's it like, that you can't what? even like look back at your own movie? You haven't heard his voice since the fall of Cybertron. What about since the end of the first movie when Ratchet fixed it? <sighs> so terrible. And that let's talk about that scene too. The scene where Bumblebee says something like they're fighting. It's a cool scene. They're fighting. And then he like has that moment where like I felt it kind of was like the Martha moment from Batman v Superman, oh. where it was very convenient. You know, like like it it should have meant something, but it was like so cringeworthy even then yeah. because you can't forgive it for like forgetting in its own universe that Bumblebee has spoken. <laughs> he got his voice back, and then they just kind of like forgot about it throughout the other movies. And then it's like they defeat Quintessa just for like. Surprise, you know, because Prime's like fighting her or whatever. And yeah, Prime's like she acts like, like, oh, you think you're actually going to defeat me? And like, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> what? Oh, Bumblebee's right behind you. Boom, you're dead. Might as well say, sting like a bee. It's like, oh god, it was so terrible. There was a there were a couple good moments too. Like let's talk about Frank I was, Welker. I was sitting there like is he really going say hello to my friend <laughs> Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, they did and like they defeated the bad guy like that. Uh the the girl Vanessa or Vivian or whatever her name Vivian, was. Vivian, I think. Yeah, she uh who by the way is a descendant of Merlin. Okay. <laughs> like, her but, DNA is the only thing that can that, activate this And here's the thing that got me. Like, as soon as we start, as soon as she was introduced, I'm sitting there thinking, like, does she look like Megan Fox to you? Why does she look like a Megan Fox clone? And so I end up looking her up on IMDb, and she looks nothing like that. She's I did got, the like, same blonde thing. hair. And yep. stuff. But in the movie, she's made up and then looks like Megan Fox. It's odd. And I, I didn't, I didn't really put that together like as you were putting it together watching the movie. But I did on my own look up the actress, which I always do. Like I like to go to IMDb and see who's in the movie, what other stuff they've been in. I saw her and like she had really light colored hair, like blonde almost. Yeah, she looks totally different. Yeah, so I'm like, why does she have dark hair? And she's wearing the like really tight clothes. I think even at one point, like Mark Wahlberg says she has like a stripper dress on. Which you might have missed. I don't know. There, there was some really bad dialogue going on back and forth. Like and Mark Wahlberg and her had zero chemistry in she, the movie. And she changed her outfit like four times at the end of the movie. Like after the submarine. Like you know, the submarine was like the big, like kind of pivotal point where yeah. you know everything's starting to go down. Right. And you know, there's, there's she didn't. There's no more. Clothes. You know. She didn't pack a bag. Yeah, I mean, because she had, she had already like changed clothes before that point. Because they yeah. went home to like go find something, and she's like, "Let let me go change out of this." Okay, whatever. And so she changes clothes at that point, and then they go to the submarine, right? And so she's wearing like this one outfit, and inside the submarine, it's getting hot or something. And so she takes off like I guess this outer shirt. And yeah. So, so now inside, it's a different outfit again, and then. They they get to where they're going. They get out of the submarine, and somehow she's got on this green sweater. Where'd that come from? That yeah, was, she had more wardrobe changes than like Madonna in a Madonna concert. I mean, and then like, you know crazy. they meet up with like the uh, what was that uh, that group called like the TFR or TRF something? TRF. 
Yeah, they, uh, they meet up with them. Anti transformer unit. They, thing or they give they give her like a flight suit, and so she's wearing a flight suit. At least that one, you can kind of be like, well, they. I mean, they it's it's to, funny that they had time to change, like, wouldn't yeah, all right, yeah, whatever. Like, it was so dumb. Speaking of that scene where they go back to her house, what about those like, like women? Like it was like her mom and like oh, her yeah, like, drunky friends, probably like her aunts or something. Right, right. I mean, they were like couldn't stop talking about how like she needed to find a man, and then of course Mark Wahlberg walks in. He's like, yeah. oh. And and they're like being all nosy and following up, and I guess like it's supposed to be like they're upstairs like turning stuff over in the office trying to yeah, find something. Yeah, and so it sounded it, it sounded like they were having sex. Stupid, I guess man. it's so stupid. It's the stupid humor that Michael Bay keeps so doing. Stupid. Um, I, I wanna I wanna give shout out to Frank Welker because it was really cool. It was very that was the cool thing. Yeah, you were talking before about like the one thing I liked. Mm-hmm. As soon as Megatron spoke. That that was it. Frank Welker. That was the finally one thing. got Frank Welker. What may very well be the last Transformers movie. Probably not, but maybe. Okay. He finally. How gets was there even dude. Megatron in the first place? <laughs> That's right. He turned into Galvatron. Yeah, the last movie, Megatron became Galvatron because he was like a head in a box, and he like transferred like his consciousness or whatever into like that body that the humans made with Transformium. Oh God, Transformium! And so he became Galvatron. So stupid. So and now this movie starts. Okay, I don't even remember how. Like, I don't even remember the other movie, but this movie starts and there. Here's Megatron, and he's not even like in bad shape. Like he kind of was in. Yeah, ever least, since the first movie, he was in worse and worse shape. Yeah, at least before they kind of act like he's been defeated a few times and he's all beat up and he's perfectly you know. good now. Which, all right, fine. You got Frank Welker to be on board. I guess you might as well get him back to full strength. And yeah, they they kind of act like he's been like keeping quiet for a while, though. right? Like, just kind of like sitting in a corner by himself. It, it was really cool to hear uh, Frank Welker in that role, the role that like I remember him most for. Like Frank Welker, like he talked about uh, Casey Kasem having a lot of roles. Like Frank Welker is like the granddaddy yes, of voice acting. Yes. I mean, that dude was like. Uh, Slimer, uh, he was man. Dinkman. You name a character, he chances are he was probably involved. Yeah, he's he's in everything. Like if you get a, if you have time, IMDb Frank Welker. He was Fred from Scooby Doo, yeah. the original Fred. Yeah, way way back. So you know the dude's super talented, and I'm glad to finally get to see him in a role that I think to me was I'm biased, of course, being a Transformers. That was the one shining part of the movie. Um, let's talk about the uh, scene where Megatron gets his crew back together. Oh no, let's not! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man, we gotta talk the about suicide this. the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad scene, yeah. Uh, so they uh, Megatron, uh, they decide that they know Prime's out. I guess like the Prime is a threat, so they decide they're going to use Megatron, and so he's negotiating with the humans. To to release Decepticons? That didn't make sense at all to me. I guess Megatron's trying to use the humans to locate the staff or whatever. So he's playing ball, but like the humans are using him to locate... And so he's listing names. And so, of course, as soon as he says a name... There's like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, they um, freeze frame. They show like this stenciled on yeah, name. The, there's their name. And, and man, these characters are so awful. They were like, a, they were like uh, Revenge of the Fallen terrible characters. One guy was like a bank robber. 
Yeah, they were like, well, you know, they they would uh, he would say the name, they do the freeze frame, and then they would kind of explain why they were in, I guess, jail or whatever, like transformer jail. One was a bank robber who he just basically blew up a bank. Uh, and then there was well, like another one who was like, say hey to your wife for me. Like a bank robber. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It was the dumbest, the dumbest. Like I was watching that scene thinking, am I really watching this? I know you are too. It it should have been fun, but it sucked. It was so stupid. You got another wheelie like character with that. Uh, oh, mohawk. Mohawk, yeah, just so stupid. And then they had like they he teased like one, a, like a lizard, like a chameleon. He or did kind of have a lizard kind of look to him. So you know, yeah, they do that whole scene. They get the crew together, and I, I just Mega don't know Charles why they did squad. that. He's got his squad to go find Cade Yeager, and then. You know, some shit happens. They go from a point A to point B. They make their way to England, and you know that. Let, let's talk about the Butler guy <laughs> a oh, little bit. The C three PO. You are needed, sir. Kindly come with me. I swat this metal cockroach. Run off with some crazy ninja Butler. Cogman. Cogman. Yeah, they even at one point said the cheap C three O. Yeah, uh, they Somebody said that. Oh well, it was like drift or one of them. Yeah, yeah. one of them. And he like kind of grabs his hand, and he's like, he's smaller. Than oh yeah, him. he pulled his finger back. <laughs> yeah, he like broke his hand. Like I, again, he should have been a character that was fun, but he was just cringeworthy, dude. Oh, like, especially in the scene where they were like inside, and he kept like playing the organ or something. Yeah, yeah. There's like, dude, stop. Yeah, and, um, Anthony Hopkins is kind of telling the story, these epic story of the the Witwickens and all these things. It's real important, and you got that that score from the movie but then they show they show like him like playing the organ all dramatic yeah and then like another time he was singing opera god i was like please stop this so and there's hot rod (laughs) yeah they introduced hot rod we we, we teased hot rod let's let's bitch about hot rod for a minute frenchy he's a frenchy now (laughs) with time stop powers well first he is First, he's like this oldie, old kind of English sports car, and he, his whole purpose is really to transfer Vivian back to yeah, uh, Anthony like, Hopkins. Yeah, he, he was like her car the entire time, mm-hmm. but now... He was like a plant. Yeah. So he gets her, you know, like she gets in the car, and she's driving her, uh, or he's driving her to where she's supposed to go. And, just and she's like, trying to get out, and she's like, at one point, she gets kicked back into the trunk of the car, yeah. and then they do that thing where, you know, from the first movie, where that Bumblebee s- did, where he changed, changed cars. Yeah, it just like scans a car, yeah. and then like, oh, that car looks all, cool. All physical properties of matter like change because like he goes from this little sports car to this like really like sexy Lamborghini car, and now she's in the front seat all of a sudden. Yeah, she moves from the back seat to the front seat, and he speaks. And he's like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> and you're like, you know, like, cleaning out your ear, like rubbing your ear, like what? And yeah, you're right. Why he, is he talking with a French accent? I don't know, man. Like, but he did. You're right. He had that ability to slow down time, which again could have been cool, but like it was just used in the dumbest ways. Uh, and I, I think you were using the bathroom. I'm sure you weren't missing the movie. Like you're like, you know, what? I'm just gonna go take a nice long dump and like not really care about what I'm missing. So you missed a few scenes, but like one of the scenes was, I guess, she was like, "Why does he have a French accent?" And Anthony Hopkins was like, "He just likes the accent." 
So I, I guess he just decided he wanted to talk he, that way. He just likes it. So but then whatever. you did some investigating, and the real reason why he had a French accent was... Oh, because Michael Bay thought it would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, Michael Bay. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> can't stand the guy. All right, I'm going to get on my horse for just a minute here. Michael, Michael Bay directs these Transformers movies like they're at the 90s. He takes material that has a proven source, like cool source material, like from the comics to the cartoon to the movies, whatever. There's all kinds of cool source material to pull from, but he ignores everything. Because he just does whatever he thinks is going to be cool. It's like the whole, you know, like they would make a movie like The Punisher or He-Man, The Masters of the Universe. It's like, we'll take... We'll take the idea, and then we'll take it from here, kids. We know it's best. We're going to make this movie the way we think it should be made. And he just continues to do that, where you look at Marvel, you know, you look at DC and Warner Brothers, like, they take they take it I more mean, seriously. I get artistic licensing, but he just takes it too far. In a day and age when you just don't have to do it that way, like, they really could make a cool... They could take a cool story from the comics... Or even like a miniseries from the cartoon and do something cool. I mean, you know, because of the Marvel movies, they do that, but it's there. There are differences. You know, the movies are definitely different than what. And the they comic do that because they don't was. have the rights to all the characters. Well, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, that's true to a point, but not necessarily. Well, and it may not fit to a movie too. Like they gotta shrimp it some. Yeah. Like the Phoenix Saga from the X Men movies. Like they never. Came well, out we quite won't right. talk about the X Men movies. <laughs> Sorry, that that's another <laughs> sort. <laughs> Not if as bad as the Transformers movies. If you're going to talk about the Marvel movies and say the Marvel movies are good, then you don't talk about the X-Men movies. Okay, well, technically they're Fox. That's not Marvel Studios. Let's stick to the point of the Marvel Studios and then DC, you know, they, they have their issues. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're trying. Yeah. They, 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 they want to make a good movie. They really do. They just have some missteps here and there. But Michael Bay just continues to shit all over this beloved franchise that people want to go see. And for what? Because it plays good in China? You know? Like, I I can only assume that this style of movie is, like, popular overseas. And maybe I'm giving him too much of benefit of the doubt here. But these movies do make a boatload of money overseas. And, like, it did... it, It was the lowest opening gross and domestically of all the Transformers movies. Not surprising because instantly people jumped on it. Um, but overseas it's making like a buku box, man. I guess they just don't know any better. I don't know. I guess. I, I don't know. But like it, it, it they, they cater to, you know, like even like the scene where uh, uh, Cybertron's on Earth and it's scraping away the cities and it showed Hong Kong. Well, you you know, back up. You mentioned Cybertron. It reminded me. Wasn't in uh, was it the third movie where they were opening up like a wormhole or whatever, and Cybertron was like coming to Earth, and then you know when they saved the day and they like they closed off like that portal, mm-hmm. it like cut off like a chunk of Cybertron or whatever. What happened to that? Man, they don't give a damn. <laughs> they just don't care. Uh, they, they. I feel like they stopped really trying after. Because we've already <laughs> the we've first already one. done the you know Cybertron coming to Earth thing, and that they were doing that again with this movie, and and the, Unicron is the Earth. Unicron is Earth. I'm sorry. People. Earth is Unicron. Earth is Unicron. Unicron is Earth. Like the horns are showing up out of nowhere. 
Um, there's like six horns, and you got John Turturro's character's back, and he's even zanier and crazier than ever. And, and you learn this in like the middle of the movie that they just flat out tell you that the Earth is an ancient transformer called Unicron. They just flat out tell you that. And then the movie ends and they have a post-credit scene that's really like a pre-credit post-credit screen because they do it like right before like the credits even really start rolling. Yeah, they show like Hasbro and then Michael Bay and then they go right to it. Yeah, and then <laughs> j- just to say again that, oh, by the way, in case you forgot, Unicron's the Earth, so we're not done with this yet. There's still more to go. It's like that. That's how you're going to use your post-credit scene. It's just to like reiterate something you already told us. Yeah, isn't that supposed to be for like a little surprise, like something to entice you to come back for the next movie? I hope there's not another movie. I really, I do. Uh, they got to stop. You got to stop, Michael Bay. Got to stop. Just please stop. I, I, I have very little hope for the Bumblebee movie. Even, um, and. Speaking of Bumblebee, there was that scene where like he was a fighter in like supposedly Nazi Germany, yeah. which sets me off to another point of this movie. They are positing the idea that the Transformers have not only just been around for long enough to find Sam, and then the aliens come to Earth. Like apparently they're in like involved in every major, like uh, historical like, like ever. Yeah, but, but each time it's like people have never seen Transformers before, right? You know, like, they, they showed, like, a montage where there's, like, um, they're George Washington, but there's, like, a Transformer behind him. You know, they, they'd show, like, Albert Einstein, the Wright Brothers, Transformers, everything. Transformers helped turn the tide, turn the tide against, uh, you know, the, the Nazis in, in World War II. Like, how can they seriously talk about these things when it, the movie started out, the series, or, you know, the franchise started out so earnestly, you know, like, Bumblebee was there first to scout and then everyone arrived and really the first Transformers movie is the only good one of the series and I I think part of the reason why is because it had Steven Spielberg attached to it so there was kind of this Steven Spielbergian kind of quality to the movie the way it felt and even though he's been a producer on the movie every time since none of these movies have any semblance of a Steven Spielberg quality movie it's like he's just collecting a paycheck. You got to stop it, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Your good name is getting sullied with these horrible movies. So, you know, you started talking about Cybertron kind of scraping on the Earth. Yeah, let's back up a little bit okay. to where it was at the moon. No, it's we're, like we're jumping all over the place. This movie practically the, jumps. Oh well, yeah, over this the place. movie. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the Cybertron is like scraping across like the surface of the moon like it's destroying the moon or something yeah uh but then the like the next scene it's just it's it's on earth what happened to the moon did it go through the moon is it the had moon, to is the moon gone if the moon's gone there's problems yeah um, yeah there's big problems with I, earth i don't even know like did it did it like just scrape on it and then just kind of go around i don't know what man. happened to that well they they showed that scene where it's scraping through the moon and it's knocking the old ship from dark of the moon in the second movie. Yeah. Um, and then they you know they they always show the moon in the Transformers movies. Uh, and then it's in, you know in closing on Earth you know like and it's this imminent gigantic like when you see it got to the Earth. No, you know super what? Super fast. Too. Okay, I remember I do remember a scene now where they're back at the junkyard and the little girl was running. And she goes, "There's two moons." Yeah. So maybe it did just miss the moon, 
I guess, yeah, I guess it was like to the side of the moon. Yeah, it just, maybe it just it scraped cause it. it. It was like... It, I don't know how it scraped it and not destroyed it. Cause, and, and then they try to have an explanation like, well... I don't even know why they had this scene. They why were trying this, to explain why, why they missed it. Cybertron all like falling apart. Yeah, and... I don't know, man. It's like got tentacles or something, and just oh, it's terrible. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. It's a bad movie. Horrible. <laughs> oh, oh, and what about that scene where they're? I think it was when they're on the sub, right? And there was a medallion that oh, the medallion would transform. And it would like usually it attached itself to Cade's arm, and it yeah. just stayed there. It was clinging to him. <laughs> and like the funniest part was like long before that, when uh, somebody pointed out the medallion, it like pointed out to him that it's never going to leave him, and it's laying on the ground like next to him. And they're like, "That medallion will never leave you." It it already left him because it had already attached itself like, yeah. to his arm before that, but it came like off his arm and is like left him the just, just so thing. the one guy can say that's never going to leave you and then it just goes back on his arm again yeah and then they showed a couple scenes where like it saved him one time like he got shot but it was like yeah it kind of like moved like, over like, to like block the bullet or whatever yeah it knew to be there and then but the sub scene go on and finish with that man uh, I, yeah when it's like slithering around his body Mark Wahlberg takes his shirt off I guess for like the ladies and this Vivian, Vivian happens to walk in right then. Who, to this point, was really disgusted by him. Yeah. She just wasn't into him. But all of a sudden, like she's turned on. And she sees, sees him without thing. a shirt. And you're yeah. like, oh. And it, it slithers around, and then it goes down. Right to down his, his pants. Why? <laughs> Why did no he do that? But she was hot and bothered by this. She was just like, oh, should we check it out? It, I mean, yeah, are, are, is it tight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's playing dumb. Like, I was huh? like, ugh. Oh God! It's Michael Bay strikes again with this stupid kid humor. Like it, it was so stupid. Like why would the thing even do that? It, it was just an excuse for Michael Bay to get a junk joke in there. I guess I don't know what it is. Uh, the 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 one the the one rude true laugh that I got was that speaking of the sub scene when the Cogman guy shoots himself out like a torpedo, and um, Mark Wahlberg says off camera. Uh, even that Mark Wahlberg voice, like, those are your people's, you know, like, because, like, he's English and she's English. It was just funny. It, it was, like, the only funny laugh I got, and it was, like, an after the, you know, afterthought laugh. That guy went out to get fish to make them, like, sushi or something. Yeah, he was trying to... Be, Why make was this he trying r- to hook him up? I don't know. Because then he tried to stop him from having sex. Like, you know. <laughs> it made, I don't understand. The movie's awful. I mean, I, if you if you couldn't tell, we weren't big fans of the movie. Oh, and <laughs> and Bumblebee can now just like split apart, like on. Oh the yeah, road. yeah. He had the big scene where, um, like you know, like every Transformers movie has like this one or two like really cool slow motion yeah, scenes. And this was pretty early on, mm-hmm. like at the junkyard, and he kind of like humans are shooting at him and stuff. And so yeah, Mark kinda, Wahlberg's in trouble. Kind of acts like he's being blown apart. Like, oh, you got me. He I'm, falls I'm, apart. He gets I'm shot once up. and blown apart. And yeah, and so then like all the pieces like starts, they're like they got a mind of their own and start taking out like each of the soldiers that are spread. You know, have them surrounded. Yeah, and he just well, kind of reforms. It, remember, his head was like laying on the ground and it, like attached to the soldier's ankle. Yeah. 
Yeah, like normally it's been shown like when you decapitate one of the Transformers, they're dead. But uh-huh. yeah, Bumblebee's just shown like... It oh, happens a lot oh, in movies. Oh, he can split apart. It doesn't matter. Even Prime's Bumblebee. got that one scene where he decapitates all of the heads of that oh, yeah, that, gestalt like, thing that yeah. showed up for a second. Not, who was that? I, I have no idea. But he's kind of cool and he had like horns and shit. Uh, it was like a lackey of Quintessa. And that's another thing. Quintessa, was she a Quintesson? I guess. They kept saying Quintessons are in the movie, but it just seemed like more of a name than anything. Was it just like she, Michael Bay had heard of Quintess, that, Quintessons that, and thought they sounded cool? That's what I'm going to say, man, because he just, he's saying she's the creator of all Transformers. Because she was just really like a sexy computer program. He read <laughs> he read about the Quintessons from somewhere that they come from the planet Quintessa, and he's going to name her Quintessa. Yeah. That's all it is. He that's just, just all it is. He just read a name, and hey, I like that. The thing that's really disappointing about these movies is Michael Bay said he was going to retire from making the Transformers movies after the Shia LaBeouf run. He says that every movie. He said it. He said it now. He said it for sure. I hope he keeps his word. I hope so too, honest to God. But um, then, you know, Paramount came out with the same, like, we want to bring out a Transformers movie, like, of some kind, like, every year. Like, the Star Wars treatment. Like, they got the yeah. Bumblebee movie coming out. They want to do some spinoffs. And apparently, like, they had this big, uh, like, closed-door writer's room discussion. And the story goes that Michael Bay was going to step aside. But out of these, you know, talks that I guess he liked what he was hearing so much that he was like, oh, I'm coming back to direct a movie. Yeah, oh, and that like was that, Age man. of Extinction. Yeah. And then, like you said, he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang it up. Age of Extinction makes a billion dollars. So back comes Michael Bay. Because, like, it doesn't really matter how the movie turns out. As long as it makes a billion dollars, it's hard to argue. I think the only reason it even did was because they had Dinobots. And so everybody's like, yo, finally, Dinobots, let's go watch it. And it was terrible. Yeah, the Dinobots were only slightly better, I think, in this one. And and I I even remember when we were watching that movie, you know, we're, we're hours into it. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Where, where, are the, the where the hell are the Dinobots? They're like in the movie poster. They're in the very end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and like Optimus is riding Grimlock. Man, and this movie was so long. This movie would have been a lot better if it was like an hour shorter. Ugh. Probably. Because <laughs> then you cut out all those awkward, cringeworthy, like, uh, like, like, you know, like the Prime Minister scene. You know, like, we don't need that. I don't, I don't, don't... even know why he went there. <sighs> I don't know. Because then all he did was just go to Stonehenge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Good point, man. It it eroded my brain. Like, I can't even, like, remember. Like, it's starting to have that Age of Extinction effect where I can barely remember, like, what happened in the movie. Um, and I don't know. So that... Is there is there anything else that we can think about? Uh, I, there, like, I don't think there's anything else. I, I think that's it. It's, uh... Yeah, so, so how would you rate that movie? Okay. On a Transformer scale, I'd give it a four. Uh, On a movie scale, a two. I, I, I give this movie a great big Jackie Chan gif. <laughs> <laughs> two, two Jackie Chan gifs. <laughs> I, okay, let, let's rank the movies in the universe, or, or in, in this series like how would you rank the movies overall for me straight in order 
the best was one, two, three, downhill, 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 downhill. They just all downhill. Just downhill, downhill. Um, it's hard to argue with that. I would still rank the original Transformers, like, is here. Um, Dark of the Moon is, like, here. Uh, Revenge of the... F- or, okay, well, well, I'll say that these last two movies are, like, here. And Revenge of the Fallen's like, here. Because Devastator's balls. And the humor. The potty humor. Yeah. The, the, the racist, like, characters. I mean, I, I can't deny all that. That's You're absolutely right. You, you, you forever get a strike against, you know, a movie when you mess up Devastator that bad. When you turn him into a weird dragon with clinging nuts. Like... It was like a gorilla... I don't know what it was, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I I understand what you're saying, and that that second movie really was the beginning of the end. Yeah, it, it was hugely disappointing. They won me back a little bit with Dark of the Moon, but then it's just been. And there's like that whole scene with like his mom getting high on college pot brownies. Oh, you Sam's parents? Yeah, yeah, they're they were cute it and charming was so at first. Dumb. I know it. It's that Michael Bay humor, man. And I like... Michael Bay's capable of making a good movie. Like, I saw this movie recently. It was like 13. It's about, like, I think, like, Benghazi. And, you know, like, it's action-packed. But it was, like, a story is being told. And there's none of that goofball humor. I guess because it's, like, a, based on a true story. And it's sensitive. And he had... You know, he was interested in making that movie. But even movies like The Rock, um, the Bad Boys movies, they weren't this bad. There, there was a little bit of goofball humor, but the Transformers movies are just off the rails bad. Mm. It's not a good movie. I feel sorry for Frank Welker and Peter Cullen. They deserve to have made movies that are better than this. Mm-hmm. And if... Please just stop making these movies. If you're going to make them like this, I think they've exhausted any cool lore. There's nothing left. Yeah. The Unicron was like the last Hail Mary, you know, pass that they had. You know, yeah, now that I know Unicron is Earth, I don't even want to see him. How are they going to handle that? Like, they're talking about rebuilding their two worlds, and they're kind of clung together now. Yeah, how, how yeah that's, that's how the movie ends. Cybertron and Earth, like, kissing each other, <laughs> and just, Together we shall rebuild our two worlds. The end... Yeah, I, I do want to mention one more thing that I found really funny about this movie is Optimus Prime's not in this movie a lot. But yeah. when he's in it, he's constantly reminding us of who he is. <laughs> I am Optimus Prime! <laughs> I am Nemesis Prime. Like, anytime he would go off screen Have and come back... Have you forgotten who I am? I am Optimus Prime. It's so funny, dude. It's like, how are they doing this? Like... How do you ruin Optimus Prime even? And they tried to give him that, you know, speech after he became like good again. Um, they tried to have that scene where they're trying to. He's trying to give that up, you know, like this day oh. we will. And the other guys are like, us. that guy's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like he was like chills every time. I'm like, yeah. it wasn't that good of a speech, man. Not really. <laughs> he just said this like the same shit he always says, and then he blasts off and then disappears for a while. Remember, he blasts off, he disappears for a while, shows up on the dragon thing yeah. to take out the you know the bad guys at the end. It's just, man, this movie's bad. It, it's a waste, because they tried. They I keep getting back into it, because I keep thinking oh, of more we've shit. we've already rated it. 
we rated it, but it's like they tr- they they brought back all these characters for continuity's sake, but they just did jack shit with them. You know, Josh Duhamel's character, and they they brought back the Colonel guy or the General guy, and they they brought back you know Sector Seven guy and and Wheelie oh, of all characters. Yeah, Sector Seven guy like in Cuba with like that Transformer. Planet. Yeah, apparently like the Transformers have like asylum, you know, in Cuba because Fidel Castro. Yeah, they were. <laughs> They were banned everywhere else except for Cuba. Yeah. I don't know, man. Bad movie. Not good. Um, I can't even in good conscience recommend it for a Transformers fan. I, I can't. I feel obligated to see it, but now that I've seen it, I just wish... Well, Mark Wahlberg said he doesn't want to do another one. Michael Bay says he's done. Let's hope for the Bumblebee movie to be okay. Mm, let's hope. It's going to be set in the 80s. You know, maybe he'll. We'll end up seeing it. Let's. <laughs> as long let's as Michael Bay is anywhere near that movie, it's gonna suck balls. Like it's gonna suck Devastator balls. <laughs> Seriously. So, anyway, um, tell us how you really feel, right? Mm. That that's our review of Transformers: The Last Night. It sucks. It's not good. It's a mess. Can't be recommended. It's too long. It's loud. Uh, it's jittery. Like I think I, I like I had a headache at the end of the movie. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's just not good. It just jars you. So, pass. No good. So anyway, that's that's our show. That that was our special Transformers show. Uh, thanks again for um, tuning in. A little bit of house uh, housekeeping. Uh, we got a. Uh, we're on podcasts everywhere. You can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, I was trying to get us on Spotify, but it's really hard to get on Spotify. So, but for yeah, now, you can get us. You can find us on those spots. Um, if you wouldn't mind, please just like in the video, um, leave a comment, let us know what you liked, or didn't like about the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, what were your favorite Transformers? Uh, you know, we got a whole new generation with their own Transformers. Yeah. We didn't mention, I mean, we stopped at G1, but there's a whole... Oh, there's so many. So many Transformers to choose from. And, you know, your Transformers might... Like, what was your Optimus Prime? And it was so hard just for us to even come up with the ones we did, really. It's really tough. I I, I could do a top 20. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, tell us who you liked. Uh, Please subscribe. Uh, I'm really really blown away by all the subscribers that we've been able to uh, accumulate in the short amount of time that we've been around. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yep. Uh, But until next week, I've been Ron Avis. And I'm Nick Wright. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 